California, Uber Alice, California, Uber Alice, California, Hi everyone, thank you for turning up for the uh, Sean Murphy Spotlight Panel. Should I say Sean Murphy or Sean Gordon Murphy? Sean is fine? Murphy is fine. Okay, I'll start with me and then you can start with you. Uh, I've got some art over here to show that it's about you. Uh, my name is Naut. I host uh, a podcast since a few years that is called the Brain Freeze Podcast. You can find us wherever you find podcasts, if you do that sort of thing. Uh, and uh, the kind folks of facts ask me to do the uh, interviews and the panels over here. And uh, I have with me today, I guess, the, um, uh, if not the most popular artist at this show, the most popular artist at the moment, mm. at the very least. Uh, I'll argue, I can argue about that later. <laughs> Thank you. Well, we'll do that. I'll try. Uh, I'll, I'll hold you to it. And um, so uh, we'll, we'll start with you. Uh, tell us a bit about yourself, Mr. Murphy. Yeah, um, my name is Sean Murphy. I've been doing comics um, for about 15 years. Um, mostly I've been doing a lot of independent stuff. Um, it, it, uh, Vertigo for a while. They really helped me get into DC. I've never really had a uh, mainstream book per se. I've uh, somehow managed to survive at DC Comics, which is known to have this house style. They draw things a certain way. And then there's me existed off to the side. And with my friend Scott Snyder, uh, the Batman writer, he's sort of um, kept feeding me projects at, at DC. I've stepped away a few times to work at uh, Image with uh, Rick Remender and uh, Mark Millar. Um, but yeah, my, my current plan is uh, to continue writing and drawing Batman White Knight. And then once that's finished, take a break, go to Image, do my own a new book, and then hop back on to Volume 2 of White Knight and just keep doing that until I retire. <laughs> so uh, just like... Um uh, Scott Williams, who was who was here for a different panel, you uh, intend to draw uh, Batman until you die. Uh, yeah. Or thereabouts. There are worse fates, but yeah. <laughs> until I get injured or die. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we'll get to uh, White Knight in a in a bit. Uh, I wanted to start about with uh, with the uh, um, start of your career. Uh, you mentioned that you started with independence. You did some things for uh, Dark Horse. I think your your first wor work was for Dark Horse. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. That was um, what was it called? Crush. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's hard to you look at. You prefer not to be reminded of that. I mean, I'm proud of everything I've done, but yeah. 
sometimes the first few things that you do when you look back at yourself at year one it, it's never good but thank you for doing all of your research <laughs> <laughs> well uh, i was there uh, as, a, as a fan at least um i i um th- th- i guess <sighs> without meaning to s- i hope it, this doesn't sound too uh, insulting but you uh, at that point, you had sort of a style that was... I sucked. I wasn't <laughs> in Honestly, I don't know how I survived for... Uh, up until uh, Off-Road, I... It's hard to look back at the, all, the, all the older artwork and actually be, be proud of it. Uh, but Off-Road, I can look back on. It's this book that I wrote and drew in 2003 or four. I don't remember. Is it that long ago? No, wait, no. It's 2006. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, I'm, that I'm happy with. But then after that, I went back to DC <laughs> and I was trying to do the house style and I wasn't good at it. And it wasn't until um, Hellblazer in 2008 and Joe the Barbarian that I said, I'm not doing house style. I, I'm not good at it. It's driving me crazy. So fuck it. I'm just going to draw the way I want to draw. And that's when things started to get a lot better for me. So I think from Crush is when, sorry. Joe the Barbarian is probably the first time most people s- started to see my stuff. So from then to now, I think it's been somewhat consistent. But you go back to Crush, and it's bleh, that's not good. I'm not offended at all. <laughs> um, I, I, and I guess maybe that was the reason that you didn't really stand out because it was it was this style you know yet you had the uh, a period of time where everybody wanted to draw like uh, Jeff Scott Campbell or Jim Lee mm-hmm. and yeah. they weren't as good so they yeah. <laughs> didn't really do it. and and you I, I can't really put a uh, uh, an example on what you were yeah. trying to do I guess it was, but it was uh, shit. it's okay yeah you, you, you sort of um, with, with your your friend uh, now I need to have the, the correct first name uh, that was Zach Howard right yeah 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 yeah. Who sort of shares your style still, or or at least the 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 yeah. the, the uh, basics of where you yeah no, where Zach you come uh, from was a good friend. He helped me out a lot. Um, uh, you did Outer Orbit together. Yeah, we did a book called Outer Orbit together for Dark Horse. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, the older style. I, I think I was trying to. St- I started off as Bruce Tim from the Batman animated series, mm-hmm. and then I wanted to sort of work in some Travis Ture which is very different than work in some Mike Mignola and uh, I was really going for clean and it felt very plastic and uh, I eventually decided that when you draw really clean all you can do is get cleaner and cleaner and cleaner and there is a ceiling I think with that sort of art where you hit it and I started to become more attracted to looser styles where line for line it looked like shit but step back and all those bad lines actually look pretty good. At least that's the, the hope. Yeah. <laughs> so I, got, I became more fascinated with um, a lot of European artists, uh-huh. South American artists, and I, I got away from traditional J. Scott Campbell types. And I, I really like J. Sure. Scott's stuff. But so. that is not the style that you want to, yeah. want to work in. That's fine. Yeah. Um, those early works uh, were... Uh, I guess a lot more humorous than what you are producing now. They uh, more what? Uh, more humorous. More. Th- oh th- yeah. They're, they're w- they were more comedic. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, Outer Orbit is like a send a send up of of some uh, uh, science fiction tropes. Yeah. Uh, there, there's a bit of a, um, a, a an an idea of 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 the bro in it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Is that is comedy. that r- uh, th- th- would you? Uh, 
feel it fair if I said that the work you're producing from that point on until now is a reflection of what you what you are interested in what, what, what your where your head is at yeah um, as far as books that reflect really what I was going through I think off-road if I have three books that are sort of a journal off-road is adolescence it's putting your teens and early 20s behind you <coughs> And um, after that, I think Punk Rock Jesus was my angry um, late 20s where I became disenfranchised and I really needed to just say, say something. But I wanted to do it in a way that was entertaining and that had a lot of fun stuff to draw, basically. Yeah, m maybe has some, some timeless aspects to it. And it yeah, isn't, you isn't think, rooted think too so. much in, in uh, yeah. what you were going through at that exact time. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think once I finished Punk Rock, I felt better like okay i did that the book that wasn't designed to be successful it's just a journal entry basically now that that's done so now with with batman um i think i'm more measured and careful with how i approach both sides of politics for example and i yeah. try to be inclusive and not block people on on twitter um no we were having a conversation earlier <laughs> yeah, about sure, sure. dan slot blocking everybody oh right <laughs> right yeah well, you know, you can just get off Twitter, I guess. Yeah, you could. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so, Joe the Barbarian, I, I had this in my notes as well. That's probably uh, the thing that, the, the, your, your um, book that, that really broke you towards, yeah. even though it's, it's vertigo and it's not really mainstream, yeah. it's the thing that, that uh, yeah. had the most eyeballs for the first time on your work. Yeah, and I knew that going in, uh, when I heard about the project about Grant Morrison, I sure. knew this is my make it or break it. I was going to make that book successful no matter what the script was. I was tired of doing a book that seemed like it would be a hit and then it wasn't. So with Joe the Barbarian, I went all out and did as the best I could to to give Grant what he needed. Yeah. And uh, that was the first time I finally sort of breached uh, the, you know, whatever barrier I was I was running up against. And did you actively pursue uh, getting hired for it? Did, did someone... Uh no. Um, Karen Berger is a friend, and she, she was the editor, person who created Vertigo back in the late 80s, early 90s. She was responsible for getting a lot of these British artists um, over to, to D.C. with Sandman and all that yeah. and uh, she took an interest in me we got along really well and she wanted to find me a book so f she was <coughs> struggling to figure out which one it should be and you know scheduling lined up Grant Morrison had a few projects Vertigo needed another book so you know she connected yeah. us and how was your uh, uh, what was your collaboration with uh, Morrison like uh, it was uh, he was busy with I think he was trying to moving to Hollywood at the time and he was in music videos I think so I didn't have a lot of contact with him mm. I took the scripts as they were and I, I did the best I could uh, his wife handles a lot of his um, correspondence so she right. was really helpful yeah because he, he is not online yeah pretty much at all right yeah I, yeah. I haven't seen him lately <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, and and um, uh, D do you feel that um, it it succeeded as this uh, make or break point? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think that um, uh, the reviews were were mostly good. Uh, and even the reviews that were eh on Joe the Barbarian, they would say, 
but we really like the art. So yeah. that's good. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I I have a uh, love hate relationship with Morrison as well. Uh, yeah. I haven't read Joe the Barbarian yet, so. Uh, yeah, I uh, know it's funny. I encounter that a lot when yeah. people come up with a book. I can sort of tell. Grant fan, not a Grant fan, <laughs> <laughs> and people they have their opinions and uh, sure. you know I will say that he's managed to stay on top in some way and reinvent himself and not become dated at all, which is a really hard thing to do for any creator, musician, or sure. whatever. Uh, so, so that sort of got you um, entrenched at at Vertigo. Yeah, uh, you did some other. But this uh, the, um, it was. Not long, I believe, after Joe the Barbarian that you did American Vampire, right? Yes. So I did Joe. Well, I, I, the first book I did there was Ver Hellblazer. No, Hellblazer was the first one. Which yeah, yeah. they didn't put out for a while. And then I did Joe. So then Joe came out. And then Joe was selling. So they said, oh, we should release these other books that Sean's done that never got released. That is a that is a, a trend at Vertigo, isn't it? <laughs> Where they'll they'll have a full project ready, but uh, sit on it because b because of reasons. Sometimes uh, it's hard to know. Even yeah. I think any publisher. There yeah. was a, a swamp thing. Um, thing uh, no, something at at Marvel where they had Kevin Nolan painted pages for right, yeah. decades, uh, and it, I don't know why, but they didn't. Man thing then. Yeah, man thing. Sorry. Yeah, yeah no. Problem. I don't really read comics, so. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I remember seeing those pages and thinking, how could you sit on these and not publish them? You need to release them to the world and make your money back at least. But publishers do that sometimes. And yeah. They have reasons. Yeah, reasons. In business. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I want to come back to that um, uh, Hellblazer two-parter you did with Jay Byrne because... Um, uh, yeah, I've got a question about that. But okay. anyway, um, so uh, that uh, after after Joe the Barbarian, you went to uh, American Vampire, and that started your relationship with, uh, or professional relationship at least, with Scott Snyder. Yeah. So um, after Joe, I wanted to write and draw Punk Rock Jesus, but Karen Berger said uh, she wanted me to stay there. That turns off. It's no, okay. it's fine. Sorry. It's fine. It does that sometimes. Um, and what happened? Oh, I, I said uh, she's like, well, well, why don't you stay? Give me that book that you were talking about. Your weird that I'm not really interested book. in. Apparently. She's like, okay, I'll, I'll take another look. So she looked at it and she said, well, if you would be interested, in, we would like to publish Punk Rock Jesus. We'd like to make some edits and stuff, of course, which is fine. And That's then vertical. she said, but before you do that we would really like you to do American Vampire. So I agreed to do Vampire uh, just so I could get on to, well, I had a great time with that and I knew Scott was a really good connection and we've become really close friends since then. Um, but yeah, the deal for that, that section of my exclusive was American Vampire and then you do your weird atheist book. And uh, I think the is that what she called it? That's is what that I like a quote. Because I, I knew she didn't <laughs> want to publish it. I knew yeah. DC. I mean, if you read Punk Rock Jesus and you look at what DC Comics does, that book doesn't really fit there. I mean, I guess yeah. it kind of fits in it at, at, at Vertigo, but you couldn't create but a project that was more I, problematic. I suppose because Vertigo is going through some troubled times at the moment still, yes. right? Yeah, uh, the contracts changed, and I, and I guess American Vampire is the last big thing that really came out of uh, yeah. that part of the publisher. Yeah. 
So they were going maybe, well, we don't need another thing that, that we know. Yeah, <laughs> they've gone through three or four rounds of trying yeah. to resuscitate vertigo. Yeah. And the it problem is that Image is offering a very good deal to people like me. So DC is a giant corporation. They run their contracts a certain way, which makes sense. Uh, they can't afford to take a cut like Image Comics can. And if you're someone that can do it yourself, like me, I don't necessarily need an assistant editor and all those helpers. Mm. There isn't much that DC can really offer to compete. And that is something that I So I'm not sure what their plan is to try to lure people like me back. I'm happy to just take Batman for now. No. I mean, Vertigo's got a big important history in comics. Um, so I'd, I would hate to see them go away. But, but of course, the, the, the founder of, of uh, Vertigo left as well, Karen Berger, and she's starting up at Dark Horse. Uh, ha have, have there been any phone calls or email oh, conversations? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. In New York, yeah, like I said, we're friends. We got pretty drunk together, and I said, well, my exclusive is up this day. If you need some con uh, covers, you need to let me know like that week because I might have another contract DC throws at me. Never know. So yeah, sure. yeah, I'd like to. I mean, she, if it wasn't for her, I don't think I would have a career. So uh, anything Karen ever needs, I try to be a good friend. Right. Um, and and uh, then you did the uh, the wake with um, Scott Snyder as well. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but first on on punk rock Jesus, um, there there was this this whole thing about it being in black and white. Yeah, uh, it that was not the intention. At, that no. was like a cost-cutting uh, effort yeah. seems well, seems like very it's uh, okay so I yeah. there might have well, been it's it, 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 your art is, is is fine black and white or color but it seems like such a small thing to cost uh, to cut costs on yeah the uh, coloring. well you know paying a colorist it would be 150 bucks a page times you know 200 yeah, yeah that's it it's six thousand dollars for a book that tells people that yeah. know, Jesus isn't real. <laughs> I get it. I mean, but you don't need to focus on that, Sean. <laughs> I know, no, I, but I, I, I have a firm the, the, you're, you're trying to put yourself in the mind of the publisher yeah. who's going, do we need, really need this extra 6,000 on this but book? But that's, yeah. that's, that's important. I think that's what's helped me in my career is I, I have one foot in the art world, but I do understand business and I, I'm easier to talk to than most artists. I, I read my contracts and, you know, so yeah, with, with when it came to those decisions, like I was annoyed because I wish they had told me, at, you know, at issue four, I'm drawing things like a night sky, and I I'm like, well, it'll be dark blue when it's colored, so I leave it white. And now at issue four, I find out that there's not going to be any color. So now I go back and draw, you know, add the little black dots or make it, you know, ink it dark now. And I would have redone a lot of the lighting in the first four issues if I had known that it wasn't going to be colored. But it's really not a really big deal. Yeah. I mean, most people can't really tell. So, so uh, Punk Rock Jesus, you did that. Um, I, I read somewhere, in any case, you can contradict me if it's not true, yeah. uh, that um, you were especially um, concerned with where uh, Sarah Palin was going <laughs> in elections. Yeah. And when I read this, uh, uh, in combination with it being called Punk Rock Jesus, immediately something came to mind. Oh yeah, this is a, we've got a bigger problem now. Yeah. If you know the Dead Kennedys uh, redo of their um, California Uberalis. Yeah. Uh, so um, 
yeah. you did that when Sarah Palin seemed to be edging towards power, but yeah. she's she seems gone. All, but there's all, there's something else now. Spoilers, it all Is worked it out. <laughs> 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 it's certainly th that part at least. Yeah. So uh, do you have uh, something else? Is this the, the, the image book you're doing or, or are you no, sort I of honestly, steering clear? Mo my feelings on politics are basically covered in punk rock Jesus yeah. and in and White Knight, I think I align with Batgirl's opinions on things. It's only one issue's out. I don't think it's released really in, in Belgium yet. Um, a couple of stores in Paris have it, but when you see White Knight, uh, it talks it's, about politics. Sorry, it's out. Yeah, we we, we have them. Oh, you do have it. Uh, Sorry, the, the, the better stores have them the day after. So okay. if you get them on Wednesday, we'll have them on Thursday. Okay, or there's digital too. So yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so it's uh, I I get criticized because I would say it's about politics, but it's not political, and I think there's a way to discuss these things without taking a side. And uh, with White Knight, anyway, um, if I had to choose one character that I probably agree with the most, it would be Batgirl. But that'll make more sense once you read yeah. issues yeah. two and on. Yeah, because she, she's she she um, does look like the. Um, uh, the the uh, uh, attempt at the, the moderating voice for yeah. uh, off the rails Batman yeah off the rails Batman uh, yeah. <laughs> that's what I should have called it <laughs> uh, that's the second time someone stole yeah. my lines uh, it's fine uh, it's really good um, I uh, also found out that um, you uh, worked with with Christopher Nolan yeah. Uh, a couple of years on ago, I got on a, a, a short uh, prequely thing for Interstellar. Yeah, I got a call from Wired magazine, and they said we are doing an issue about Interstellar, and um, we want to have a, a comic, like a six or eight page comic inside that tells like a pre, uh, you know, prequel yeah. kinds. Yeah, like, it's it's almost even more like a a cut chapter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a deleted scene or yeah, something there like you that. Go. So uh, they said, well, yeah, we'll fly you out in two days, put you up in Hollywood. You meet Chris Nolan, and um, you can have a conference, a meeting, and talk about it, and we'll fly you back. And, you know, Hollywood's got good money, so they threw money at me, put me on a plane, so I'm happy. And, uh, you know, who isn't a Christopher Nolan fan? So for that meeting, I'm I know some people, but whatever. It. But even <laughs> if they, they would say that, but if they met him, they it might. It, it, well, I, I would hope so. Yeah. yeah sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. Like, good, because he's standing right behind you. Like, oh, I really love Batman. I love all your, your books, or movies, rather. But, uh, yeah, that, that was a lot of fun, and it was uh, I was able to control my inner nerd to yeah. be able to do the project. And and you, th th so he he had the like a like a full script ready, uh, or uh, <laughs> no? Because he doesn't have uh, a no. comic experience. He doesn't. So he uh, had notes on handwritten chicken scratches and on on what he wanted for a story. And uh, I told Wired, I said, you know, I am a writer too. It's it's actually really good. You hired me. I he doesn't need to redo this. I can make this work. Just just give me that. So I divided it into pages and uh, put the dialogue where I thought it made sense. And I sent it in, and he's like, that looks fine. So I had to tailor the the words, um, the script a lot, but it's okay. I mean, I was happy to be involved. With and that. this this came out uh, after the movie had already been released. Mm -hmm after or right before yeah somewhere right in that yeah so so you you had easy access to all kinds of uh, yes 
uh, like, like uh, production shots. And, yeah. And things so like they that. Yeah. part of being there in uh, L.A. was to go see the movie uh, right. before it was yeah. released. So I went to see it with with him and some of his friends. And and, and did did he did he go? Did you like it after? No, but <laughs> we sat in the theater. This uh-huh. is the Man's Chinese Theater, and I sat you know in the back. And he's a big sound nerd. He's really into sound. So he's like, what do you... I don't do a British accent. I'm not going to try. He's like, how about you sit in the middle so that the sound from the speakers hits you all at once? And I'm like, okay, Chris Nolan. <laughs> so he wouldn't let me sit in the back. I had to sit in the middle to, to, so I can be hit with these sound waves because you know how loud that movie was in theaters. Uh, it was amazing. <laughs> but um, yeah, after that, uh, we went had the meeting and then I never saw him again. <laughs> Uh, but you still like his movies. I still, of course. You, you, and you'll always have Hollywood. I'll always have Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, um, uh, right, I, I wanted to go back to the, the wake for a little bit. Um, there's a, a, a big kind of environmental theme going through that. Mm. Um, it's something, I guess, is... is um, sort of in, inherent if you talk about politics in, in uh, yeah. Jesus as well. Does, is yeah. is that something that um, keeps oh. you uh, awake at night? Oh, every everyone. Yeah. I don't know about everyone, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it uh yeah, the environmental stuff is scarier than. In, and it, the nice thing about Europeans is you guys, you know, you understand it. I mean, you look at the technology being developed in some of these countries that get flooded on a regular basis. You know that information is going to be very valuable one day when uh, Miami is underwater. So I have a feeling humans will figure it out. Um, it's just a matter of getting politicians to, 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 to see it. It's disappointing we haven't made more pro- progress, but I feel like private industry will figure it out because yeah. there's money to be made yeah. by fi- yeah. solving it or yeah. figuring out how D- to make bu- things Building float. different kinds of walls. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so, uh, but, but um, uh, of course it's, it's like a, a sort of a horror sci-fi the wake. Right. Uh, so it, it, it doesn't really end well. No. I would <laughs> say. Um, and in general, and I sort of had this feeling a bit too, um, it, it's, it's, D- divided up into two, right? Yeah. Um, and the, the the first part is is generally pretty well received, and yeah. the second part is sort of where is this going? Yeah, that's what I gather. Um, yeah. I when I was pitched the book, I thought of it as aliens but underwater, and I thought that sounds great. And uh, then Scott had this idea to take the second half and turn it into more of a fantasy. Um, so some people really like the juxtaposition. Some people didn't. But uh, yeah, it paid. Yeah, <laughs> but the, the, so, so uh, you you were not involved with uh, uh, scripts or or where the um, story went. No, I don't want to step on the writer's toes. Oh, okay. I, sp- I mean, they're not over my shoulder while I'm working every day. So even if I see something in a script that I'm not too hot on, I'll just usually keep it to myself. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. But, but so. Um, the, the, but but the wake was it was like a creator owned project right it's yeah like a, so like yeah a that was collaboration lo- that was a vertigo book that was one of their last well they're still obviously around but that was one of the last big books that vertigo did yeah and now like you said before it's american vampire and a bunch of other some other stuff yeah but, but the american vampire isn't really around even anymore. oh okay i yeah. again i uh, that, uh fables ended they, they have some mini series maybe yeah. a, an ongoing or two they uh, have fallen off a little of uh, no. uh, well you know there's so much uh, the wor- well. word on the street was uh, do you know Gerard Way 
sure. My Chemical Romance. Yeah, the, the young animal imprint. Yes. So that was one thought that DC had was Gerard has a lot of followers. Let's give Gerard control of some Vertigo books and then maybe those people will buy comics. And uh, I don't think it worked. I think that Young Animal uh, imprint is relatively successful, but it doesn't bleed into... But it didn't s- s- bleed into Vertigo. Yeah. 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 And I, I think it's confusing to have both Young Animal and Vertigo because Young Animal uses... Uh, properties traditionally linked to Vertigo. Yes, yeah. It's very confusing. Yeah, there was branding issues and some, yeah, that Probably confusion is... toes being stepped on and the whole thing. But yeah. Yeah, but we, we know that um, DC is very corporate in those things. Yeah, but they, you know, it, and I, I, I got to give them credit where it's due is they've, they've stayed in healthy for a long time. Yeah, it's true. When publishing took a huge hit, when this, you know... It, when uh, the economy tanked in 2008, they, they do have a long-term plan. Uh, as much as there might be a blunder every now and then on social media, um, this goes from Marvel too, of course, that uh, these companies are the pillars for a reason. And when you get to know the people that work on the inside who have college degrees in publishing and really, you know, it's a lot more steady than... If you look at the creatives, like my friends, it looks very unsteady. But if you look at the... Um, administrative side of these companies it's it's a lot stronger than people imagine yeah yeah uh so uh both punk rock jesus and hellblazer have some uh some punk uh ideology and imagery in it is that your um is that your bag (laughs) it was for a while when i was angry yeah i was raised catholic um and uh when i was 20 early 20s it just it just didn't make sense and i thought everything made more sense if you didn't have a man in the sky and, and all of these things. Um, and I have friends that are still believers, as we would call it in the U.S. Um, but w- when I was tackling this story, I just felt that punk rock was a good genre to incorporate. You know, when that first time you, you, you know, ditched, you, you ran away from home or you ignored your mom or dad and you just said, you know, fuck off. And, you know, you, we all have that rebellious and uh, stage of our lives one way or another. So I thought that, you know, if I had this story where they cloned Jesus and Jesus had had it, it would just makes a lot of sense if he was hitting, hitting the punk rock really hard. And uh, that's when the title came, Punk Rock Jesus. And I thought, that is a terrible title. But Fuck you, Dad. I'll just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just kept Punk Rock Jesus for a while. And finally, when um, Vertigo wanted it, they said, oh, Karen said, we really, we're going to do it, but we really got to change the title. And then DC... And you, and you went, fuck you, Mom. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> you, Mom. And then the DC's uh, enter- entertainment marketing people came in. They are like, no, you have a book called Punk Rock Jesus. You need to keep that title because that is awesome. So you, you, know, you talk about DC being very corporate, yet their marketing team totally got behind that book for whatever reason and, uh, you know, sure. help me out. Why not? Um, so... Uh you you only did two uh, issues of Hellblazer. Was there any? There was five and then two. Oh so right, yeah, you, you did. Yeah, and and the the miniseries. I always forget about yeah, that miniseries. Okay. Sorry. That's right. <laughs> it didn't come out. They held on to it for a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did one two issue series with Jason Aaron uh, before he went and signed exclusive with Marvel. Yeah. And then um, with uh, Karen, so that deal fell through that way. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I'm not sure what happened, but maybe. Yeah. Uh, so Karen said, well, why don't we keep you a Vertigo? I just signed this exclusive, meaning I'm not allowed to work for anybody except DC. 
and they were waiting for Grant to write the script for Joe the Barbarian, sure. and it didn't come for months. So Karen created a Hellblazer story for me to do just to keep me busy until Grant was ready. Right. And then they came out in opposite right. orders, <laughs> which is funny because I remember looking at reviews of Hellblazer, and they said, man, Sean, he's, he's doing okay, but you can tell that he learned a lot from Joe because the art in Hellblazer is even better. But the fact is that they, they were not yeah. done in that order. Yeah. So you can't listen to reviewers all the time. Uh, no, we wouldn't. Um, so, um, right. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, let's talk about uh, White Knight, uh, uh, Batman White Knight. Uh, you, you mentioned at the start there that you uh, intend to have uh, multiple volumes of it. Yeah. Uh, li- like a um, uh, episodic miniseries, like like Mike Mignola did with uh, yeah the Hellboy, something like that. Yeah. But um, uh, we were talking about uh, DC corporate. What do they have against the Elseworlds brand? Because I don't know. because White Knight is clearly in Elseworlds. Well, you're right. So I think that uh, there were actually some creators who complained that they didn't want the Elseworld label because Elseworld was a way of saying. It's not real. It's not real. It, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Yeah. Right. And I don't really have an opinion one way or the other, but that is how certain creators fear. Uh, sorry, feel. So you have some else worlds like Gotham by Gaslight, which is by Mike Mignola, and that's it's the first one even Victorian worlds. Yeah. Batman, and uh, it's amazing. But then you have else worlds that is more like White Knight, where there's nothing really. There's no, yeah, there, you, you don't start Gotham. with a high concept. Right, there's ma- no high concept. Maybe, maybe a little bit, because, yeah. yeah uh, right. Spo- spoilers, if, uh, well, it's <laughs> the first issue. I <laughs> think, I think uh, the, re- the most reviews open with it anyway, so yeah. uh, uh, okay. uh, apparently uh, the Joker cures himself. Yes. And he becomes sane while, uh, as I mentioned, uh, Batman goes off the rails. Right. Yeah. yeah. Off the rails, Batman. Um, yeah. yeah, I... Uh, when I signed my last exclusive to do All Star with Scott, which ended up being moved around, um, I, part of that agreement was I wanted to write my own Batman and have my own section of, of Gotham. And um, they agreed. So uh, one of the, my pitches to them was, you've, been, you've had Frank Miller. You've been milking Frank Miller for 30 years. I'm not trying to step on anyone's toes, but you're going to need another Frank Miller at some point. And I was talking to the Dan DiDio, who publisher at DC and I said I'm, I'm not a drunk I'm not late I can write my own stuff I'm not a problem like I you know I'm I'm a good bet. send me in coach yeah send me in <laughs> <laughs> and I wasn't trying to sound arrogant I was just laying it out for him and he apparently went for it so um, they let me do my own Batman and this was supposed to, I was been working on this book since November and only two people at DC even knew anything about what I was doing um, they didn't know that I was using the name Jack Napier, which was not supposed to happen because Warner Brothers didn't want to let that. I don't really know the story there, to be honest, but they didn't check that. I have a lot of um, Joker and Batman or a couple kind of bisexual uh, overtones to it. They didn't know about that. I have um, some stuff with Harley Quinn where I rewrite Harley's history. They don't know about that. So I felt like they had given me the keys to the Batmobile 
and I was in the parking lot behind the building just doing figure eights and no one at DC was even paying attention. Or donuts. Yeah. <laughs> so I and I remember calling my editor and I said, are you sure they're okay with this? Like, this is, I'm curious. That you, like, Jack Avery is like, <laughs> the, the, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. all, um, uh, what they don't know can't hurt I them, right? I guess. So they they suddenly started paying attention in the summer after <laughs> five issues are drawn Five issues of Jack Napier, of some Harley Quinn stuff. Of, I had some nudity. Har- like Harley and Joker have a love scene where I just just drew it. And I thought, well, they'll probably tell me to edit it later, which is fine. Or they'll just paste a, a word balloon over yeah. the um, <laughs> oh, man. offending body parts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the offending body parts. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so they had a, an opening in October. And they said, uh, well, we, what, are you, what are you working on over there? So then DC became aware of what I was doing. And I think it was just too late to change any of it um and i feel like i was moving the needle forward and tackling something that dc doesn't normally tackle like a story where batman's held accountable for driving on rooftops and you know beating people within an inch of their life and you know it, what would happen if Forci- forcing an experimental drug yeah. in in uh, a copious quantities right. yeah. down a, a, a known psychotic's yeah. <laughs> throat yeah. it's not really good and i'd say that <laughs> dc even had their foot hovering over the brake pedal for a while like all right yeah. sean seems to know what he's doing we'll let him do that like art looks good so eh. and then the sales <laughs> came in and it was triple fig i mean yeah. number three book of october probably so that's when they're like okay well if it's selling then it's selling yeah but yeah. i'm sorry to report all hail I, the almighty dollar yeah the almighty. well you know it's what it's yeah, all about sure. i get it <laughs> and now you can go and say i'm i'm motherfucking sean gordon murphy i can do whatever the fuck i want <laughs> that's uh, right d- take care for volume two yeah <laughs> that's the plan now is i show them the numbers and i said yeah. hey because if you when you have multiple volumes like saga for example saga number one sells like crazy because people are constantly getting getting being introduced to it when you have different volumes like i don't know how many there are now but they are, are always selling all the time so if you could do multiple volumes of any book that's where you make a lot of money i mean case in point um savage dragon eric larson book uh i don't see it being talked about or anyone um, online you know really reviewing it but he's still doing it and he is making a lot of money every quarter just on savage dragon volume one and there's 20 of these things now and uh, it's a good living if you can stick to it and just do multiple volumes. So I decided to tell DC, well, I, I pushed this to them. I, I, said, I, I, I don't have the exact details, and I don't mean to burst your bubble, but when I talk to um, Eric Larson, he says, yeah, the book sells for shit. It, it's published <coughs> because I say I'm, keeping, I'm, I'm right. continuing to do it, and I can live off it ju- right. just fine because I don't need gold-plated cars. Right. And, and uh, Well, so it sells for shit compared to what he used to sell in the 90s. Uh, I, yeah, I, I, I think I compared I to a lot of image books even. Yeah. Yeah. But the trades or the books, yeah. the issues themselves don't mean yeah. anything. And a lot of image 22-page um, floppies don't. It's basically an advertisement for the graphic novel that's going to be available in the bookstore. And those are really where the money is at as far as for, for Eric Larson and for yeah. people like me, you know. Sure. So he's right. Like the actual small books themselves sell like shit. But collectively, these hardcovers, that's, that's what's paying the bills. Yeah. He didn't make me privy to that, but uh, I believe you completely. He should have told you what he made. <laughs> <laughs> I, I understand no, why. It's fine. It's <laughs> fine. Uh, it's it's being talked about now a little because he's he's going for some hardcore uh, pornography in his book. Oh, is he? Oh, yeah, yeah. Th- th- that that, 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 that it's it's the son <laughs> of Savage Dragon now, right? And he's he's going to town. Yeah. 
Who would have thought we would have <laughs> talked about Savage Dragon today? <laughs> well, you know, whenever we can fit, fit that in somewhere, I'm, yeah. I'm game. That's funny. When Eric Larson is going to listen to this podcast, he's going to say, like, fuck you, Murphy. I'm not making anything <laughs> on that. You think I'm well? <laughs> Show me some of that white knight money. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait for that phone call. <laughs> um, uh, so that... Um, you so, so basically what you're saying is that you're um continuing on through multiple volumes apparently because i think you're about my age even a little uh, a little younger probably how old are you i'm from 78 you're what 78 yeah i'm 80 so, yeah see you're younger god damn it <laughs> uh, i'm almost 40 I, I i stopped giving fucks but not 40 yet <laughs> but that i hope i'm 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 it soon you're soon. still in your dirty 30s <laughs> something still like that still live it up um uh, and and you plan on on continuing with uh, batman white knight until you retire I, i'm assuming some of that is hyperbole no i mean if uh, i have eight issues if these things sell well then i'm no i know they're going to be knocking the door saying let's do volume 2 so then volume one and volume two will sell again together. And then I'll have my image book on the side. And then I'll come back and do three. I mean, I don't see why that couldn't be a sustainable model for okay. a while. Yeah, I mean, sure. if DC can keep their hands on a number three book in the industry, they're not going to let it go. So if they're smart, they'll, they'll keep publishing it. <laughs> yeah, well, I'd, I'm sure that you can tell them what to do uh, 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 about at this moment. <laughs> I can't get nude Harley and Joker past them, apparently. Ah, so I tried. So th- th- that, that will be edited down to yeah, something Yeah, it'll else. have to, yeah. she'll have to have lingerie on. And I think I'm allowed to show his naked ass. They're okay with that. Yeah. But you can't have him turn around. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, uh, Harley needs to be turned around as well. Yeah can't show yeah maybe some sides well <laughs> I, my, my yeah i was like i'm not trying to be male See, or or in, in in five minutes we're discussing savage dragon and how far you can go with nudity in a batman book how's that for a panel this is a good <laughs> podcast <laughs> i hope so <laughs> i hope so um so um yeah you you made uh um you made the the, the origin of of jack napier uh or, or joker in this case uh, he's both uh, as as a, a comedian who couldn't cut it. Yeah, that's basically if you look at the animated series and uh, Michael Keaton movie, there's basically a, a through line of Jack Napier starts off as a comedian, can't cut it, turns to crime, falls in the acid, blames Batman, and now he's Joker. That's generally yeah. what was there. So that I'm just reinforcing that. Yeah, yeah, I'm not really adding anything new until it comes to Harley Quinn. Yeah. And and uh, but 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 here, um, uh, Joker doesn't s- really seem to blame Batman because he's his number one fan, right? He's uh, uh, surrounded by uh, all of the um, the merchandise, wi- which th- it's it, I found it very funny that um, he, yeah, the, the, the world has Batman <laughs> merchandise. Yeah, yeah, they didn't want that panel in there as well. DC uh. has a, a policy in general of uh don't put batman toys in the background of batman comics it's too meta but i said in my book it's important because joker's a giant fanboy this is a new approach he's you know he sees himself as helping batman yeah. and he, you gotta have the toys and who doesn't want to stop in their you know tracks and see a panel of joker collecting the stuff that we all collect so for me it was a you know a slam dunk idea and they they agreed so like I won. <laughs> yeah, it looks good. Uh, d- uh, did I interpret it correctly that um, in between the scenes where he's surrounded by 
uh, the toys and the next one he broke all of them they're all broken yeah, yeah, yeah. so when he uh, realizes he he takes these these pills and it's not luck these pills he went to find them because he heard about them and it'll get more into that later so he knew that they would probably cure him and he knew that he would be able to focus and now that he can apply his genius to Gotham he realizes I Batman's a problem I don't know why I was no. so into you Batman no. like we're breaking up now basically and he decides to fix Gotham for him and at the same time making Batman a villain by playing into um, you know politics and yeah, um, so so kind of the idea of um, Batman's approach of how to yeah. solve crime right. is or, or solve the problems that Batman is having yeah. is not the way to go. I'm going to yeah. show you what you yeah. what you need to do. Well, that, so that's the thing is, um, and I love uh, comics don't have to be real. I get that, and I don't think we all want to read the real world in in comics, but we know more about crime than we used to. Uh, back in the 30s, when 40s, when Batman was punching people and like it's punching muggers, kind of yeah, yeah. kind of like sure, that's how you fix crime. But we know that that's not how it works anymore. Sociology has has proven it. So I thought, well, what if Joker pointed all this shit out and leveraged one hell of an argument against Batman, using social media and playing into poverty and and race eventually. And what's Batman going to do? Tweet back? You know, he can't make a, a speech. He's not yeah. equipped. But He's I'm the best Batman. Yeah. <laughs> Screw you, you <laughs> blocks joker. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was sort of the idea. But to do it in a fun way where I, I wasn't rejecting everything everyone loves about Batman. This is sort of a new angle on what if, if Batman was in the real world and Gotham was a real city, how would this actually yeah. work? How would it? fall apart and and uh, uh, would you then uh, try to show that um, because you, you 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 said before that you are trying to show both sides of the argument right yeah right so uh, it, it won't be where towards the end some sort of thing shows no no Joker is wrong Batman is right his approach is the only because that well, that's that's often how those yeah. how those stories and there will be a return to the status quo say so yeah so i i am definitely turning gotham upside down yeah. but i have a plan to set it back to the way it was and i think that's the trick with these stories is give us something new and unexpected but generally leave it the same because we need to do more stories with gotham so I found a way to, I think I, f I found a way to, to, to do that. And in the end, it, Batman and Joker, they're each right and they're each wrong. And I think the compromise at the end is that maybe they need each other to fix this yeah. big thing that happens. Yeah. Working together to is better yeah. than working against each other. Right. And um, I, yeah, I've had these ideas for where to take Jack in the future. Like some could Batman give him some, a pill? Some higher ups should be reading uh, a White Knight, I think, or <laughs> listening to you at least. They will. We'll see. <laughs> well, they have Scott Snyder has been killing it for seven, eight years now. Yeah, yeah I mean, I'm, <laughs> I was I was talking about a lot higher up in your country, right? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think uh, he likes President Trump likes to read <laughs> <That's> <laughs> comics. Uh, it, it, not if it's more than 140 characters. Probably this comic is fake news. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I have the the best whatever. I would uh, love it if he started tweeting against me. <laughs> that that would <laughs> that would only help my sales. Yeah, and and th th that will be quite the career high point. I would it's say. It's funny. Yeah. There was a there's this group in the U.S. called uh, a million 
one million moms. One million moms, moms yeah. And I've, they, I've heard of those. They, they were, I think I, there's like 75 yeah. <laughs> actual moms. They're, I believe that they're uh, generally a, a right-wing Christian group that's against uh, the First Amendment, which yeah. in the U.S. is freedom of press and some other stuff. Um, and they attacked Green Lantern a while back. And I thought that is some... I hope they attack Book Rock Jesus. <laughs> Please, moms, like hate my book and yeah, then watch and, it. Sell. Especially because they they attack anything the way any uh, surface sensor would. They would look at something and go, "This is outrageous," but they yeah. they don't see where it's coming from, what it means, what the larger context is. It's just look, there's tits. Yeah, yeah. That that <laughs> right. <laughs> I think that should be on their Twitter. Like, we don't want tits. <laughs> Yeah, I can't. Uh, th- there should be one million moms against tits. <laughs> <laughs> that would be good. That should be the name of when you title this uh, interview: "One Million Moms Against Tits." I, I will do that. The complete Sean Murphy interview. <laughs> <laughs> also, Savage Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and I'll I'll um, I'll add uh, Eric Larson and force him to listen. Yeah, please. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll tag the 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 um, <laughs> the minutes where where uh, where right. we mention him. Yeah, it's good. Nice. I'll do that. Uh, are there any questions from uh, our esteemed audience? Go ahead. Thank you. Yes. Yes. I can explain. Yeah, so thank you for asking. He wa- um, we were, I was announced to be an uh, all-star artist with Scott. And the plan was, first, I was going to start that run. And then I was going to be the final artist in that run. And then they were thinking about volume two of all-star. Um, and then um, they decided to end it. And uh, it doesn't really matter for me because it's the same story that um, I'm going to be doing with Scott. If you've read uh, Detective number 27, there's a s- sort of uh, Elseworlds future tale of where Batman is headed. The um, um, Michael Uslan and, and Peter Schneebjerg book is that, uh, Detective 27, right? Um, wait, it's Scott Snyder. Wait. Does he also have a Detective 27? Is it Batman 27? Oh, it was issue twenty-seven. Yes, right. Yeah, I'm oh, sorry. Okay, yeah, there's yeah, a there's a de- there's a graphic novel called Detective okay. Twenty Seven. Oh uh, no, I've never. No, heard anyway, heard that. Go, go on, go on. <laughs> I'm not even here. No, no. So, uh, uh, yeah, maybe lose my train. Of thought. No, no th- th- there's an Elseworlds, <laughs> but because you said Elseworlds, okay. and it wasn't. Yeah, there's an Elseworlds part. So and Scott's idea was yeah. that Bruce, that uh, Gotham is always going to need Batman, and I think that his idea was that. Batman finds a way to always keep going, and he ends up cloning himself, which is an idea that was touched on in um, Justice League Unlimited episode. It was the final episode where they revisited, one of the episodes where they revisited Batman Beyond, and Scott really wanted to take that idea and run with it. What would Batman in the future look like? And um, so that story we're still going to do. It's coming out this summer, I think. It's called Batman Last Night. So it's not part of All-Star anymore. It's going to be its own thing. I think six issues. So as soon as I'm finished with White Knight, I'm going to start on that. To answer your question with a very long-winded <laughs> response. But thanks for the question. Any more for any more? Over there. 
I yeah, I would like that. I um, maybe so maybe introducing those into the White Knight verse or or yeah. even something else. Right. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Um, I was sort of thinking something along those lines where if White Knight sells and they want me to do a sequel, if I introduce Superman in the book, not that I, that th that's not my idea, but if I did, now I could start touching on other DC characters and DC said, oh, so it would be the, the Murphy-verse, which that's their wording, not mine. Um, and I thought that's, yeah, I, I'd be open to that. I mean, I generally go for very grounded linear stories. I don't like a lot of uh, sci-fi when it comes to Gotham. I think the biggest sci-fi elements of White Knight is Clayface is in it, and I feel like Clayface is very science fiction-y. Sure. Uh, and the pills themselves, it, it's a, there's no cure-all for, for being crazy or having, you know, being disabled like that, and I'm not suggesting that there is. But in the comic book science, sure, there's a pill that cures you, whatever. Um, but generally, I like to keep it pretty grounded, so I, I'm not, I don't think I would introduce Mixel pick or some of these other batman yeah. characters Bat might no no <laughs> bat might <laughs> I, 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 it, it's 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 uh, a, um, a known thing right that the dc universe is actually like a a bit of a mishmash of of different concepts yeah that you know on on uh, objectively something like superman and batman doesn't really work together right because there wouldn't be a need for Batman if yeah. there was a Superman. Yeah, and I. Uh, where I do you? The, I, I mean, the, 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 uh, I enjoyed uh, Batman Superman stories just as much as the next one. Right. But I, I think I prefer if there's a, a Batman centric tale to not have this potential Deus Ex Machina yeah. in the wings. Yeah. Well, where do you fall on that argument? I agree, and yeah. I, I enjoy Justice League, uh, the cart, the Unlimited, and that stuff. But the idea of Batman on a space station. It just doesn't make sense to me. I'm more of a crime, old school, just a guy, you know, in his uh, Batgirl, maybe a few other characters. Just Batman sitting is, is something yeah. really weird, right? I mean, the minute you, uh, <laughs> if he can see uh, Metropolis and there's a guy that's yeah. saving all these yeah. people, and it's like, well, you know, I don't know. I have, a, I have an issue with that, but I know that that's the standard that most readers accept, so I, I respect that. No. But yeah, Batman on a space station. I just I have a hard time. <laughs> can you can you give me a mask, please? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean he he needs to to put on the suit, right? Well, but the but argument is that Batman Bruce is so smart that he's always thinking way ahead, and his superpower is his, his mind yeah. and, and his money, and that he would find a way to, you know, lace himself with kryptonite before Superman even thought of it. But even that, it's like, come on. I mean, if Superman wanted Batman dead, he'd be dead. <laughs> Sorry oh if you guys are big uh, <laughs> Superman fans. I think if they're here for you, they're more Batman fans anyway. Oh, okay. Uh, so uh, we'll we'll have to um, finish this up because we're going into the last hour that that um, you can be assaulted by um, by fans. At oh yeah, table. I have to sign some more. Uh, um, so we'll we'll finish up here. I want to thank you all for uh, for coming. Uh, Thanks, you guys. you get a, a special gift from us. You each get a signed print. It's a different one than that other one. Yep, it's not available good, right? anywhere else. You guys are you guys and girls are going to be the only ones to have them. So I look forward to seeing them on eBay. <laughs> You'll be okay. It's okay. Yeah, that's no, <laughs> yeah. fine. I don't mind. <laughs> Sean, thank you so much for this interview. Thank you very much. I man. enjoyed it a lot. I appreciate it. And. Thanks. And if.
And I, one more thing. I want you all to be sure to pick up Savage Dragon. I hear it's amazing. <laughs> it's, it's making a killing and trade. Yeah, and there's a lot of raunchy sex in it. Apparently, there's a lot of sex <laughs> in it. Um, uh, if you're interested, uh, interested, this uh, conversation will appear online as well. Uh, pretty much in its entirety. Aside from maybe some uh, weird si uh, silences we'll have. Uh, but I think that's okay. Make it sound like you guys are laughing the whole time. Yeah. There's yeah, a point absolutely. where we're going to make you boo and you're going to uh, yeah. boo. And, and all of my dumb jokes will have incredible laughs. <laughs> um, uh, it's, it's at uh, brainfreeze.be. You can also find the Brain Freeze podcast anywhere you get your podcasts and also listen to more podcasts there are some really good ones mine every once in a while if there's a smart artist on there oh yeah i'm gonna check it out now is it all in english uh the the the, the um all the interviews i've done that i've recorded are in english the the rest of the podcast is in dutch though but okay. we are uh considering a change and there's at least one uh recorded in english so we're trying that out. I'll, I'll bug you with those. You shouldn't have said that. Thanks. Thanks you so much, man. Stay, jump me out of the you will pay.